0: I have always found it exciting meeting up with people before they leave Korea to go backpacking or move to another country. They are always so radiant, so full of life, so content with where they are, so content with what they have done to get there, the countdowns, the planning, the last day at work. Those who are departing harbor the optimistic mindset that embraces the excitement of the unknown. Today's guest is equally radiant and optimistic, but as a result of finally making it here, After an arduous visa application that spanned months, Tamara finally touched down in the ROK, and we caught up with her after her two-week quarantine. Here's a look at Korea from fresh eyes, And a quick mention from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the one and only Dr. English. Are you an English teacher and aren't sure how to teach adult classes? Is your schedule full at the moment, but you would still like to accommodate some of your adult students? Why not introduce them to Dr. English? Their all-in-one platform connects students to experienced teachers at a convenient time. Dr. English, your cure for the common language. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life. Sitting with us here today is the girl who almost didn't come 50 different times. And who we've rescheduled even more. Tamara Lobo Calasso, uh, A newbie in town, we got introduced through your cousin. And, uh, or the first time we contacted was, you said, uh, maybe a year ago, right before corona hit. But you've still followed through with your plans to, to make it here to Korea. So anyways, welcome. We'd like to, to welcome you here. This will be part one, kind of the the introduction. Then uh, we hope to interview you again after your first year. And and see how things have gone, how your perceptions and whatnot have changed about the country and how your experience uh went, if you're only staying one year. Everyone says one year, but then you, you <laughs> usually understand <up> why. <laughs> Anyways, welcome. Thank you.
1: How was your getting a taxi? Here? I, I wanted to do this I said a couple minutes ago before we were on air. I wanted to try and do this a long time ago. And and I actually approached I met a whole bunch of newbies at a bar at the bar one night and I thought I gave out my card, and I said, Hey, you know, I work at the uni, I this. I got, We run the NGO, and we have a podcast. I'd really like to get someone who's just gotten here to get the raw feelings of what it's like and compare it to what it was like when we came 15, 20 years ago.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: And, yeah, 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 okay, okay, I'll send you a message. And I think they... I think when they think, what kind of creepy guy did I meet at the bar who asked me to do his podcast? And and I think people are just a little bit uncomfortable, as as I probably would be, too. But I don't know. I, I really looked up. I, I love to meet those guys when I first came here that, that knew the, the lay of the land and can really help me out. But they never ended up recording with us. So, yeah, I, I'm glad to have you here as well. Was that your first taxi?
3: Yeah, it was. It wasn't too bad, actually. just kind of hauled one. And, and what's it like?
1: I mean, it's so natural for us because we, we can speak a little bit of the language and it's I, kind of comfortable. I, I got a call 20 seconds in.
3: <laughs> well, we couldn't find the address, so. but Yeah, so it wasn't too bad, but I, I reached here. That's so all we good. Sorted,
1: <laughs> we sorted. We uh, sorted. Lots of, lots of body language.
3: Yeah, It'd be like showing him on my phone. Yeah.
0: and you know what? In the in the end, it all worked out, and I think you possibly picked the best taxi. <laughs> yeah,
3: because
0: uh, Nate ended up with a little uh, extra money.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he, he took he t- me
1: this time. <laughs> but I, I I said to or I said you were I remember getting screwed on a lot of taxis before there was the apps where you could you know know where you're going. If you didn't know exactly yeah, like, where you were going, they'd take the long route around and. For sure. It still happens in Seoul all the time. Oh, I got burned. And, and you can oh. say, hey, hey, hey. And he's like, no, it's two in the morning. This is the best way. There's less traffic. But if you're not sure in Seoul, yeah, th- you then, then you just, them. okay, yeah. whatever. But it's an extra five bucks for that guy. Yeah. I mean, and if you've had a few, then you really don't <laughs> know that, okay, whatever, I'll just go. But that used to make me so angry when the guy would take the wrong direction and think he could take advantage of me. Yeah. And it used to happen lots when I had first gotten here. Again, no apps, no... Facebook, none of this stuff. Like you just, you just went and trusted yeah. the guy.
0: How many McDonald's are in this neighborhood? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyways, you got here all right. Yeah. Do you have any foreign coworkers? Yeah,
3: mm. there's one from the UK. So
1: has he or she helped you adapt or adjust a little bit, or have you kind of been on your own?
3: Um, he's given me tips like here and there, but kind of just adapted on my own.
0: You're the only person I know to get a full week of training for a hogwan job. <laughs> that's that's un. Unbelievable, man. Usually, it's right off the right
1: off the plane, bump right into the class. It wasn't paid, was it? Is it paid uh, training? Maybe. Roy. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <Roy>. <laughs> no, but I, ju- I just wonder because usually your visa was for one year exactly. And you had to be gone. So, so, they didn't have time to fool around. That's why in the old days, you come and you start teaching the next day. Because yeah. your visa was only good for, for one year. exactly one year.
3: I think now it's 13 months. So, I, I wonder
1: right. if yeah. there's a layover... And because now a lot of people transfer to D10s, I believe, which are looking for work visas Mm. for six months, students who graduate or international students who graduate or teachers who want to stay in country and find a different job. Job. But yeah, it used to only be 12 months and you had, I think there was like a 15 day exemption to get out of the country. Okay. So plus or minus, close out all your bills, your apartment, whatever, and get the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. If you got one week of training, that's a bonus. How did that go?
3: It was good, yeah. It's my first time like being in the classroom, but it was a good experience.
1: Yeah. Did yeah. you? Uh, what did you study
0: in uni? I did child Wh- and youth studies. Wh- what you just finished what six months ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. Child and youth. What's the, what was your original uh, career trajectory? Teaching. Teaching. Yeah. What's the job market like back home? I think it's is it still pretty bad? Yeah. From,
3: uh,
0: from were what you going to go to teachers college?
3: Yeah, I was. So
0: in Ontario, or do you want to go probably
3: Ontario just to have it like banked there. And then I was still wanted to teach abroad regardless, Mm. but I wanted to like finish my education more. So
1: is Ontario three plus two or four plus one?
3: I don't know what that means. Do you do a three-year
1: undergrad or a four-year undergrad?
3: Oh, four undergrad. Yeah. <laughs> One year, teachers college. Two years teachers college. Really? Yeah. yeah well, they... They've changed it because yeah. teachers are booming out. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's why I asked
1: about. I had to... Hold on, is that an Indian saying "booming out"? What's Oh booming? no. <laughs> <laughs> What's teachers <laughs> are booming out? Like, there's, there's be... so
3: many. Every second person wants to be a teacher, really? as well as the older teachers, like who should be retiring. Like they are still teaching so it doesn't give like the new teachers a job
0: but i i think the the problem too was what i've read from before was that they've they accepted way too many people into the programs and they knew there was going to be a problem yeah
3: and undergrad was four and then it was always one years one year teacher college so if you didn't know what you wanted to do it was easy to just be like oh i'll be a teacher it's quick and (laughs) i have a job
0: wait till you start teaching then you reflect on your high school teachers and Mm -hmm. you go ah i thought he was cool wasn't that good of a teacher? Well, ones I mean,
1: why? were they letting in that many people in the beginning? I don't know if it had to
0: do with the double core. Like when when I graduated, that was oh, like um, the um,
3: year thirteen. Yeah. That yeah. one.
0: That so I was the first year to graduate. Was that a long time ago.
3: Yeah.
1: When I graduated, <laughs> I did
0: that. You did. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that long ago? <laughs> I made I made the cut line. But, uh, I you didn't know it's year thirteen, but we used to call it OACs. <laughs> OACs. yeah. <laughs> But uh, they, yeah, I don't know if that had to do with it. But I know there's people who studied, too, in Niagara University right across the...
3: The border. Right
0: across the border. Yeah. Or well, there's another one, too. Do, you, do you
1: What, for the education certificate?
0: Well, I mean, you, you pay 30K, you get your master's, and uh, and you're certified to teach in Ontario. And oh. it was like it, nine months. It was nine day. months, and, yeah. And that my was... cousin did, yeah. but now And they... you only had to
1: go two days a week or something. Yeah. I you
3: know, want to say that people like who live in that area still do that. You, yeah. can, you yeah. can work
1: full-time and you just you crossed pay. the border and went for two days yeah. a week, stayed in a hotel and came back and worked. But you
0: pay for it, man.
3: Yeah, it's, you're paying international, right? You're paying uh, yeah.
0: 30K for, for everything. But I don't know, maybe if it leads to a job earlier or whatnot. But...
1: Yeah, but if you can work full-time and, and keep your job, only go for... Yeah two days a week i heard
0: some funny uh funny stories about placements going over the border i mean people who grew up in ontario and like oh everything's so everything's so nice they go over the border and like whoa teaching could be <laughs> yeah. teaching could be a lot different man you can everyone can have a different experience man.
1: but i think it's a i think it's a good option to have two two years at teachers college vs nine months i don't know what the quality of the teacher coming out is but yeah. I think it's an attractive option to get into the market early and and but I don't start know if it's money. like that
3: now like
1: but the teacher supply list in Ontario has been long forever there's always I've had friends who've graduated all along and they they're all on you know one year two year three year w- waits to try and even yeah. think of getting a job unless they head up north
3: yeah exactly
1: so are you still planning to go back to teachers college
3: yeah Really? When's that? Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm done, done, here. Done. <laughs> <laughs> done. As soon here. as I finish this damn <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: any any ideas when it might be?
3: If I I gave myself like maybe a year to two years here, if mm. I like love Korea, like I'll extend my contract. Who knows? Mm. But then I would probably go to school after that.
0: When I was in school, I was always of the mindset, like, finish as fast as I can and just start working and, and, and get to it. You seem to be a little bit more relaxed in Well, your, that was my plan, approach. like,
3: <laughs> definitely when I was, like, first, second, even third year, I would say that was my plan to mm. always four just years undergrad yeah. and then, like, two years teacher's college. But then I took, like, a fifth year of university. Mm. So then I was kind of deciding, like, Is what Is my... like, a
0: Van Wilder fifth year? What does that mean? Oh, God. <laughs> I could update my my references. This is Van Wilder, the take, like, right. 10 years of uni. He was, like, 40. And he was, I said like, oh, that was me. my, my <laughs> brother. He did yeah.
1: the eight-year, eight-year arts degree. My program
3: was four years, so I took a fifth year to finish, and then I was kind of deciding what I wanted to do after. Mm. And I was like, hmm, maybe I'm young. I'm 23. Why mm. not? take a break, yeah, yeah. explore. No doubt. And then I can always go back to school. And who knows if I even love teaching, right? Cause I haven't had much experience. I don't so, know.
0: I always wonder too about teachers who teach here and then go back home. If it, if it really translates, like, I think it's a very different experience. Here. Yeah, for sure. But you can still
3: understand if you have the patience to teach kids. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Like it gives you a good sense of, start, yeah, there's also that language barrier right now, but yeah. kids are still kids.
1: It's not even that like, language barrier. I mean, if you teach down in some of the states, the same language barriers there. Even in parts True. of Canada, there's yeah, so I... many immigrants now. Like, Stop talking bad about in, the newfies. In, in, <laughs> in the states, I did my master's maybe four years ago. In the states, I mean, the ESL speakers outnumber the English speakers now yep. in the states. So in every given class in, in a lot of regions or states, you have that imbalance anyways where there's a lot of kids who English is not their first language. So... I mean, I don't know, I think it might prepare you better for adapting or adjusting to those yeah, for sure. different, stu- yeah. different whatever, background students at home. So yeah, I, I think it's a, a good way, like you said, to test your patience and see if you can, if you like being around the kids or not, yeah, or, I, yeah. or these guys are crazy, maybe I should try high school.
0: In my, uh, yeah, I don't know, in my first few years, I didn't enjoy teaching. It was more of a, you know, save some, uh, pack some cash away or do whatever just here for the experience but it wasn't until I'd say four or five years in that I was like "Hey, I think I you know I think I like this, this is a good uh it's a good gig what uh, what draws you to teaching or what give you the initial idea to start teaching was it just like default
3: no ever since I was like a kid I wanted to be a teacher uh, and then I worked at a couple camps and then uh, you yeah. mentioned that
0: before what kind of sure. camps is, is it like a boys and girls camp
3: kind yeah of? day camp
1: when I finished my undergrad, I was going to go to teacher's college. And instead, I opted to go to West Africa. And I'm, I'm glad I did. But I have absolutely zero desire and have for the last 15 years to go home and teach.
0: This the, is an intervention. The system The system <laughs> the system, was,
1: the system changed so much. When I when I was in high school and I, I really looked up to and admired my my phys ed teachers. And I remember Dan Walters. He was in his 60s. And he could do the iron cross on the rings at 60. And I thought, if you want a phys ed teacher, that's what you got to, you got to be the, like the kids wanted to be like him. Mm -hmm. He could bench press the stack in the weight room with all the football guys. And I mean, and he would laugh at you and he's like, come on, I'm 60. What are you guys doing? And he was a real, a real motivator and Maggie Coleman. And I had such great phys ed teachers. And I thought, I want to be like these guys, but that's when you could smack someone on the ass and say, come on, let's go, (laughs) man. And, it was volunteer coaching, but he coached volleyball, basketball, soccer. He coached every team there was because he loved it. And that's what I wanted to do. But now you can't even say, hey, come on, Johnny, was that your best effort? Oh, it's whatever, mental trauma or you can't do anything anymore. or It seems that way. And I still have a lot of buddies that are teaching at home. And it's just so such a fragile kind of environment now that you can't look at anyone the wrong way. You can't, yeah, it's hey, true. Sally. You know, you're not going to get a score in the class if you don't participate. I don't want to sweat. Okay, that's not what it was like when I went to school. It was like, get your ass over here and let's go and let's do this.
3: Well, even in my high school, like, like, what, that was five, six years ago, there's so many different options for gym class. Like, if you don't want to do gym, there's, like, at my high school, we had, like, a girls fit class that was, like, only dedicated to girls. And they did, like... More easier stuff for girls like who weren't athletic or like didn't feel like comfortable being in like traditional for gym class for boys as well. Um, is that just <laughs> no? I don't think there was a boys <laughs> one for that. What about the boys
1: who weren't athletic? Is that just yeah. differentiated learning? I, I I think I was gonna say I think it's good, but if it's not for boys, then it's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of guys who yeah, were not who are not, not football players yeah. who yeah. want to go hulking around, <laughs> dodgeballing, yeah, and kill like, somebody.
3: Gym is a mandatory class you have to take, so.
1: I think I think doing the fit class, uh, the yoga. I think all those are those would all be sufficient replacements. But if it's not offered to everybody, true, yeah. Then I, I maybe. It's... <laughs> Anyways, this is why I I don't I have no intention of.
0: But if it goes, does it does it if it goes so far this way and you have to, you got to create fifty lesson plans to to kind of maintain or. Or, or keep everyone happy doesn't it just go um, eventually go back to the original thing where it just you know the the blanket lesson plan and you just have to adapt yourself i don't know i don't want to get into methodology and stuff but <laughs> but the best way too early in the morning <laughs> the best way to teach the class is just to the teachers like the the facilitator is that the right word where the the, the kids are learning by themselves and the teachers is kind of going in being like to try this, yeah, try but in this? high
3: school it's not like that, right? There's still not that, all, yeah. yeah, there's still that thing of like authority. Whereas then you're like, mm. turn, like they always say, elementary school, oh, it's gonna be so hard, like you have to do your work, and then high school is like, oh, it's kind of like, yeah, we're on your case to do your work, but like if you don't want to do it, like it's your choice. And then they're like, oh, university is not like that at all, but university. They give you the freedom. It's like, you do your work. If you don't do it, you get a zero. Like, we're not chasing after you if you want to.
0: That's a great approach, I think, in, in uni. Where you're but just... it weeds out who
1: wants to be there and who doesn't. You're just you just think do you're the the a work, number. Do it. Yeah, exactly. You don't yeah. go get a job sure. and do whatever you want. And some guys go get a job and they're more successful, much more successful than the guys who do their degree. Yep. But then the other the, the reverse also works. But it's, it's not for everyone. I mean, education is, I mean, the one size fits all is a terrible, terrible model. I mean, it has to be. There has to be other options, and we had the Scottish guy on who said, you know, he opted out at sixteen, finished his mandatory second year of high school, knew he didn't want to go to university, and went and got an internship and started working. Yeah. I think I think it's awesome, but that's a thing too. I think what do you call it? the university man? It's
0: again doing five years. If you want to be a teacher, you're comfortable in the in the system. That's good, but if this trend continues, you're gonna everyone's gonna need a master's and a doctorate to teach grammar in, in grade two you know it's insane sure, man. yeah well, there, there's no reason i i don't think to to be a teacher you need that i think a a, a two-year college degree and then like a, a specialization for a year and some in class i think three and a half four I years think, max like, you don't even, need six years
3: even with me taking child needs studies there's so much like more than you learn about like the classroom you learn about like child development and if you have a kid with like certain disabilities mm-hmm. what Like what, not what are you, what can you do, but like different ways to like approach it, right? So we're learning more about like the children themselves rather than like the actual, like then teacher's colleges more about the actual teaching.
1: And the children are a lot more diverse now than they were even 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, when I was in school, you can probably speak to it, but we, I remember elementary school, like there might've been some classes, one kid whose parents were divorced, maybe Mm -hmm. one. And I don't. And maybe, maybe one child with mental or physical disabilities. But now, I mean, the class is like a a mixed bag of tricks. I mean, you get a little bit of everything. Mm -hmm. And it's the, and there's so many different names for all this stuff. And I just think it must be so much, so overbearing for the teachers to, I know they get shit on all the time. But I think, man, I don't envy that position, man, where you have, you know, three ADHDs, one autistic child, uh, two, what do they call it? Mental or brain trauma, like they were yeah. either in a big accident or they saw and or they saw something really violent. Yeah. What's the or what's the name for that? There's so many different things. It's like, oh my god, you're like a full psychologist. You're a babysitter. You're a nurse. Yeah, you're a. It's true. And it used to be like that, but it was kind of like, it was kind of like on a minor mm-hmm. level. But now it's like you're expected to, like you said, to know all these different things about the child's brain yeah. and not just how to teach. Math and and social studies and whatever, but
3: yeah, and teach on top of that too. Right? Why they're mm-hmm. thinking
1: this or why they're not listening to this, and adapt to your class because that one kid doesn't. So, I I like the differentiated learning plans. I like you know everyone having a chance. But my God, they're they're asking a lot of the teachers. I'm doing my masters now in, in education. There
0: was one really hard questions that were proposed and and just talking about all the issues that Nate just mentioned and. They ask the one question. It's the first day of school and there's a, a child in your class, biologically female, but you, you've you heard that she might be identifying as a boy. When you're reading the, the the attendance sheet, do you call her name? Oh, I don't even know if I can say her. Do you call... The name. The, do you call the name? Do you call their name? Or or do you just stop the class and say, what, what, what do you want me to call you? This was one of the discussion yeah, it's, questions. It's, and you go, what...
2: Can you like
0: it's seven thirty in the morning? You're taking. Yeah. 10... it. Used to take
1: ten seconds. Now it takes ten minutes. It, yeah,
0: it, <laughs> it, it's not. It's not the the problem with conforming to, to, to new social norms. But, Christ, that it is a lot to ask of the teacher, man it's that in addition to so many other things that in decisions you got to make during the day. So I think, I mean, there was
1: a recent teacher strike in Ontario, wasn't there last yeah. year, two years ago? Last, yeah. Um, and and there's other ones going on around the world and stuff. And I just think <laughs> these greedy teachers, <laughs> I, I, I just think <laughs> the, the one money. meme that wrapped it up good for me was when, when the parents were bitching about lockdown and saying, my kid's crazy. Send them back to school. I don't want my kid at home. I can't deal with them. My kids are bananas. Yeah. It's but like, then they're like, yeah. the teachers suck. They're so lazy. They don't do anything. Mm-hmm. But then, but then they're like, extend the lockdown. Six more months of homeschooling. No, no. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I now, now my you're kids. getting, now you're getting a little taste of um, a couple hours a day of what your kids like. Imagine having them all day long, every day. Sure.
3: Teachers see kids more than like probably parents do. Especially right? with the
1: double income families and, and everyone working at home. Yeah. I just well, like, thought maybe there'll be some appreciation. Of, maybe there will be. Remember this when you go to bitch about the teachers on summer vacation, and not to mention all the vacation time has been modified with extended learning and continue education. And man, when I went to school, it was <laughs> the teachers were like, "It's June 24th, out for the summer. Right. Come back two days before." Now, it's, I mean, now it's just it's just forever ongoing and ongoing. But maybe you weren't used to those conditions. So you, you're not really aware of them, but for me, the job has changed so much. I just think, wow, I'm not interested. I'm just not interested in it. My mom still says, you going to come home and teach? You wanna do? Mm-hmm. My wife says, go home and go to teacher's closet.
2: <laughs> oh,
1: oh, it just makes me cringe. I just, I, I can't handle it. I don't think I can handle it. I, I admire the teachers who, who are in that position at home. They're, they're strong individuals. Absolutely.
2: Maybe
3: because you've had experience outside, so you're looking back in and you're like... No, nah, I can't I'm not do it. That. <laughs> but
2: that's, what I was gonna, that's one of the next things I had was... Do you,
1: I mean, you... The other part of it is that now I know the world. Yeah. And I'm not interested in doing the same job for years and years and years. And even summers off, it's not nearly as good as what I have here, I don't think. <laughs> um, the security, the salaries, okay, fine. But I just like adventure and a little bit of spice and stuff. And you said you've traveled a lot. Are you really interested in going home and being a teacher for 40 years? Oh my god, that's the scariest thing in my mind. Like I like that next year I don't know if I even have a job. And that keeps me on my toes and it keeps me going and keeps me re educating myself and staying with the young guns and you know, learning different apps and, and ways to teach in the classroom technology. But I don't even know if I'll have a job next year.
2: It's true. And
1: Korea could say that's it, no more English. And I'm here now, I love it, and I think we've figured well, there was... out how to adapt ourselves to different
0: environments. And... We we've both faced that. Here, where did you leave public school, or was it because they? No, I left. Again, both of our uni jobs are just that policy change, (laughs) boom, and they're in and they're and they're gone. But again, those are looking back at you know it's a sting originally. They're not surprises,
1: but but they still surprise. They don't surprise. They give you a little shock, and you're like, shit, am I good enough now? Can I still get another job? Do I know? But in the end, it's like, I didn't need that. I'm way better now for losing. Or, or not getting another contract and, you know, keeping myself... I, I don't want to be 30, 40 years of doing the same thing. It's the scariest thing to me ever to just have that same job. And at home, don't they stay in the same schools?
3: No, you can change your school. If you, but but right, normally but, you get comfortable in your own school. But
1: I mean, like, most teachers don't change no, schools. No, no. But here they change every four years. Oh. And that's okay. to help prevent corruption from people getting to know each other too well. and But... <laughs> Mr. Karpowicz was the principal at Kingsway for as long as I can remember, years and years and years. And my wife's a teacher, so she has to change every four years. Mm. And it's like she's out by the shipyard now, and now in March she moves to right in front of my house.
2: Okay. But
1: it could have been way out past the airport, and you don't you don't know. It's based on how hard you work and how many points mm. you get. It gives you the ability to choose which school you want. Okay. So it's the whole city. Like every teacher changes four years. So there might be four, five, six hundred teachers changing every, every year. Yeah. And it's based on how many points you get. So, and points are awarded for different things. If you teach harder grades, if you teach easier grades, if you do extra work outside. Um, so that, at least that, you know, keeps you on your toes, toes a little bit yeah. and you want to, you want to perform because you've got to get the points to, so you don't end up at a shitty school mm-hmm. and you want to be at a big school where there's less side jobs. Anyways, to stay yeah. at a school is that you'd said you traveled a bunch. Do you really think you you could do going home to stay in the same job for 10, 20, 30 years or whatever, I can change whenever I want?
3: I've never really thought about it. My path has always been, like, I want to teach, but I've expressed that I've wanted to teach in Australia just because it's, like been on my bucket list I guess I could say but you want to travel to
1: Australia or you want to teach in
3: I want Australia? to teach in yeah. Australia Move to Australia Why? I've right? always said yeah I want to teach but this coming to Korea is like definitely a great opportunity to see if like yeah do I want to go back to Ontario do I want to so pa- like teach there it's,
0: part of your goals here are are oriented towards you know learning about yourself if you're yeah interested for sure in I've
3: yeah I grew up in a small town like Went to kind of a small university, um, so this is like a something that I'm doing like for myself. Cool. Being able to travel, hopefully. Do you do you think of travel
1: being a major part of your life moving forward?
3: Definitely, yeah.
1: And is that being a teacher? With okay, I get. I don't even know. What do they get off now? Six weeks? Seven weeks in the summer? No, no,
3: they get July and August off. Yeah, but isn't there like
1: you got to do your debrief for a week and then come back a week early for professional development and. No, I don't think so. In Manitoba, most of the guys I know are they have they have training and everything else. It's not it's not see you later see you in eight weeks. It's not like that anymore. But maybe it is in Ontario. I don't know. So, do you feel that that's your window and that's part of being a teacher? Is you get that window to travel and do what you want? Or
3: yeah, I know. I guess I haven't really thought about it too much. Just kind of taking it step by step. God, as but... soon as I
1: got to Africa, I was like never
3: going home <laughs> there's
1: just too much to see and do in the i guess i've just never like i've Thunder looked Bay. at it
3: as i can't do a desk job but there is so much out there that doesn't have to be specifically a desk job that i have to do but
0: and even within teaching if you upgraded or whatever you take some extra courses sure you can work your way into an administration position or yeah, something like that too right there's still there's there's places to uh, to go with him. one thing. One thing I
1: would consider at this point is getting my teaching certificate to work at an international school and having the ability to go anywhere in the world. And and your kids usually get enrolled for free at the school. And I mean, you can live absolutely anywhere. When I look at BIPs in Busan, there's kids from like 50 or 60 countries there. And it's like, wow, that's the world. I mean, it's a global building. I mean, everyone in there is... Diff- and when I hear, you know, last night... My little kids are calling out, Sergey, Sergey, <laughs> And it's so funny to hear my girls calling out Sergey. but he's from Russia and he plays hockey with the kids. And I think, wow, that's awesome. And you ask him who his friends are and he says, well, one friend's from Saudi Arabia, one friend's from uh, Brazil, and my other best friend's from Zimbabwe. And I'm like, wow. Holy shit, man. Yeah. That's different than being in Thunder Bay where your three friends are the guys who live next door to you. Yeah. <laughs> And if you're if you're part of this global world, then it's it's good. I think it's good to be exposed to those things.
0: They're on the IB system too, and that really promotes the you know, how to survive in life. No doubt. What uh, other than other than your professional career? What other goals do you hope to uh, to achieve while you're here, or what other kind of boxes do you want to tick before packing your bags and heading home?
3: Um, definitely, like just I would say like. One, being able to travel if hopefully Corona's done. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. But just kind of being like...
0: Domestic travel, you mean? Like throughout the... Uh,
3: yeah, throughout or just like also other like yeah. countries in Asia as well. Just Jumping for Japan this... for a weekend. Yeah, yeah. Um, but maybe being 23 being like being more independent finding out who i am i guess <laughs> cool
1: i, I think but, that's a huge part for a yeah. lot of people they they learn who they are really quick yeah. from your first taxi ride to <laughs> whatever happened when you got to the airport and you you gotta pull up your big boy pants really quick because, i sure. Yeah. I think i grew up like the most
0: in my life in that first three months just saying stupid shit like you're from <laughs> you're from new zealand <laughs> that's australia right <laughs> And they're just like, are you from America? I'm like, no. Well, then, are you Mexican? No. Well, then, I'm not Australian.
1: Like, ah. You just, you know, just
0: stupid little things like this or little missteps you
1: take and you... You You said no brothers or sisters, but you're from a region which is pretty diverse. I mean, were you pretty sheltered in your upbringing or... Did you have a lot of experiences and and opportunities to to embrace the world, or?
3: Yeah, like Georgetown's pretty small. I think like in my elementary school, I was like the only non-white kid in my class. But my parents gave me a lot of opportunity to be able to travel, and I think like. Even though I'm an only child, my parents also made me like very independent, which mm. is not always as common for being an only child. Especially coming here, like when I kind of wanted decided in January, I think it was. I was like, I think I want to travel, like maybe South Korea, teach English. Mm. Like my parents were all for it. Like they didn't yeah. even they didn't stop me. And then, um. Kind of thought it was downhill with Corona. Thought, okay, and I have to find a job in like Ontario and whatnot. Mm. And then, when Brian reached when he reached out to me, um, I was like, oh, should I go? Like, it's Corona. Like, yeah. what's the situation over there? My mom's like, just see how it is. Like, so we talked to you, yeah. and then lockdown
1: so- in Canada, or party in Korea, man. <laughs> <Why>? They <don't laughs> know how to do it right over here. Well, I was I was
0: fortunate, to I was fortunate enough to uh, to talk to your mom, and she seemed yeah totally totally yeah. for it and she referenced her time in germany and she said that was a great period of growth for her and experience and she really reflected pretty positively on her yeah. on on her time there and she wanted the same for for you as well right that's awesome can man. i ask how old your mom
3: she's 53 okay so
1: i mean that's probably the first group of that that had a lot of travel opportunities Right? Like, I just think, um, it, it, was that unique for her to travel that much, or that, But that's probably the age where a lot of people started actually traveling. Like, in Korea now, these kids travel tons. When we got here, 99% of the country hadn't left Korea. Well, when, at when that time, here.
3: she went to Germany when she was 18 to do like university, so it wasn't quite common Not at that, that. yeah. And like, she and it wasn't
1: Mexico or the Caribbean, so yeah, probably, yeah. okay. Um, Just going back to do Do you think being the only Indian girl in your school? Do you think looking back now was that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Um, non-issue.
1: I don't think I
3: don't know. (laughs) Like it's yes and no. I would say he's
0: like he's asking because our kids are we have half kids who are going into uh, you know who will be put through the hybrid 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 hybrid. who will be put through the system here and they'll be appear different than their than their full-blooded
1: Korean counterparts. The homogeneity here is is second to none. This is the most homogeneous country in the world. And not not just because of that. I traveled lots in North America playing hockey. And, and I used to think Canada's so diverse and we're so multicultural and we're so worldly. And then I went to West Africa and I was like, holy shit, we're so ignorant and we are so we pretend to be multicultural, but we're not. And it, it's just not like that. When you get out there and see the world, it's different. But, I, I mean, now that my kids are... You know, the, the minority, I think it's good for them. It's gonna build thick skin, they're gonna be able to take it, they're gonna be able to 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 take that heat isn't, when it comes. Uh, I think hold on, isn't multiculturalism about like
0: just accepting or or understanding other cultures, not necessarily yeah, but even knowing in, like, all of them. But
1: it's
3: not it's Ontario being not so like multicultural, that. like we don't like tend to we like then. in history we learn about like John A. McDonald. We don't learn about like true indigenous like right. the people of our like that's it i think you know that's, a, I whole other, that,
1: that's a whole other that's a whole other yeah it's, and, but it's then superficial man it's not it's just like lip service i mm-hmm. used to think it was like that but i'm part of the white people and it's not it's just whatever white people wanted you to learn yeah the indigenous stuff is like a drop in the bucket. and even like
3: grade 11 i took world religions it's like a speckle to what like that, other.
0: It, it's funny you bring that up. I just wrote. I got to do port like reflective portfolios for for my studies, and I just wrote about my world religions class. Did you have a what, what was your take on it? I I reflect back on like, that and go, oh, you know, and it was around nine eleven time. Okay. And this is a time. I mean, I don't know how old you would have been, do you Like, like do you, do you have a memory of it? No. Okay. <laughs> like this. So I was in I was in grade eleven, and it was. A time when you go to school and everyone's like, oh, it's the Muslims. They did it. And then it, it was such good timing because you – it was a few months after where we got to go meet the imam. Imam? Is that yeah. the imam? Okay. The, the guy who runs the mosque. And he was just a normal dude. And he's like, we don't like that. And everyone – the whole class is yes. just like –
3: What? Yeah. (laughs) That's not
0: what the news told me. Yeah. It was such
3: a... Yeah, we're basing it off of the news, or even, like, to be able, like, growing up in Georgetown, it was me kind of, like, educating my friends on, oh, this is India. Like, oh, no, we don't speak Indian. Indian's not a (laughs) language. Like, there's so many times, like, oh, do you speak Indian? No. Like... Yeah. So, just, like, little things like that, that if the country's so diverse, like... We should be kind of incorporating that into maybe, like, school or whatnot. But that's, like, a whole nother...
1: But So, so back to my original, when I was asking, I mean, when I went to West Africa, I stuck out like a sore thumb. I was in a village, I don't even know if they've seen white people before. And they used to chant, white man, white man, every morning, walking to the taxi stand. And I was like, holy shit, do they like me? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is this? Like, if we did that in Canada black man or, or brown man, like you could be on the news. And and it was a, a way of endearment. I mean, they really, really loved you. And and it didn't, that didn't matter to them. You were just, they were saying what you were. You were not black, you were white skinned. So, but it had nothing, no negativity, no offensiveness associated with it. And being in, I mean, Thunder Bay is predominantly Italians and, and Aboriginal Indians, but I never had any of that growing up and i think my kids having that opportunity here being the only multicultural kid in the daycare in grade in her school probably tony is i'm sure yes uh well i mean maybe but being in North that Americans situation i think Caucasian. i think they will have a lot thicker skin and they'll be better prepared to deal with things um visual minority visual minority and and i think i if i had a chance and i'm not saying people don't have it hard at home but i think for me personally, that that would have been a good, a good thing. And and now in Korea, I think we're glamorizing. It's kind of a bad thing. Like, I hate... There's different well, maybe degrees of racism and discrimination here. And, and white people are treated this way. And Southeast Asians are treated this way. And it, there's, like, different levels of it. But when you go home, like, it's culture shock. Because nobody looks at you, points at you. Nobody... <laughs> did, isn't that the
0: best evidence for an accepting multicultural society who did we, who did we have in yeah.
1: who do we have in recently tony and he's like in ghana everybody knew me when i came back to Korea, i was like i'm a nobody <laughs> nobody knows this me. is a korean kid who grew up in <laughs> in ghana in ghana yeah. and i just like going home i'm like i feel like i'm just like someone in the middle of the ocean and <laughs> when korea there's always eyes on you all the time and it's not comfortable but yeah, I just that's I just wondered if you thought that that might be something that helps you because I think it's an advantage for my kids. Mm-hmm. If they think so or not, I think it's an advantage for them that they will appreciate later. You're at an age where maybe you can, I don't know, but or could, maybe not. Doesn't
2: it come
0: down to the individual? Some people yeah. could take, you know, if your parents don't show you the outside world and say, hey, you know, you're there. There's a world outside of your high school and I think a lot of kids do get trapped in that small that small mindset or the the whole world is is Georgetown but I mean you said you went to Dubai you've been to India you've been to, you listed like 15 <laughs> countries earlier You've been to. but you know that gives you a, a view and a view a, a world view and if you are having a problem in high school someone's teasing you or you have that mind of like I don't gotta be here forever like there's other places I can mm-hmm. go I think that's that's handy growing up, and just to to speak to yours, do you think you say you would looking back you would have liked to have that
1: um, that difficult time or more or, diversity? Or, I I like <laughs> I like being a minority because I understand what it's like for other people. Now, but you
0: also grew up a majority and have and and have developed a sense of self and a in a strong. You have a strong base. Of- but it's the same thing. If I could
1: choose. Busan International School or this not based on the education based on the the makeup of the pop, student pupil population. Yeah. I would choose the Busan 100%. Yeah. Because I think it just instead of thinking like this and looking like you 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 look like this. And uh, that, of, of course, country, but you have to take into, I think you have to take into consideration
0: that you you did grow up without ever being tested and you have kind of that that strong foundation of uh, of, um, how do you say it? you're You're confident
1: in yourself. I don't know. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. I, I, I love... It's <laughs> you know, same. At home, it used to be Silken Lauman, the Canadian rower, on TV with African kids sitting there with these big bloated bellies and bugs all over, or flies all over them, saying, please support World Vision. And I was like, that's bullshit. I, I was there. And, and the kids aren't all... like, My dad came, my sister came they're the, the, some of the happiest people in the world and they have they have, where i was they had almost nothing i mean they run around in their underwear all day and those are underwear you donated to africa like 20 years earlier yep. they were so much more content with yep. so much less and to see to be part of the majority who feels entitled and that we should have this and they don't appreciate and that man that's why i, I think the traveling and the diversity and, and being different can make you appreciate those things I'm not sure there's some horrible situations where minorities are treated terribly and I don't, I'm not, that's not what I'm, I'm saying I wished for, but I think being part of that environment where it's really diverse, it changes your thinking and your foundation of, of thinking that all these people are my friends. And then you don't think the Muslim guy or the guy saying it's Muslims who did nine 11. Well, it can't be all my friends are Muslim. That I don't believe that. That's what I'm saying about that world religions class. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and, and, but this is what I mean. Like I traveled all of sub-Saharan Africa and I was like, that's bullshit. I, I, I lived with the Muslims for six months. They're the nicest people I've ever met. There's no way. And people who don't travel don't get to see that. Yeah, that's true. And now being in a in a Buddhist Asia, um, and even to see the Christian Asians, how different they are than Christians at home. That ability to travel and, and be in a diverse environment, I think, really makes you more empathetic, understanding of people around you, of course. The
0: Muslim, we were talking to the the guy at the mosque was unreal, and the other, like mind shattering one, was um, we met a couple uh, from an arranged marriage. Before meeting them, I was like, "What? <laughs> what do you mean your parents picked your yeah. <laughs> your wife or your husband? That's insane!" Yeah, like just could not growing up in Ontario could not ever fathom the idea. After talking to the lady, I'm like. Yeah, I get it. I understand how it could. I I do see some bad parts to it too. But
1: yeah, yeah. But with the condition or the situation of marriages at home right now, you can't. I mean, it can't be any worse than the than the normal marriages at home. I mean, it just she just said like, listen, we've this is kind
0: of our culture. We've been paired, and or she said, like it's hard to really hate someone, and it's your job to find the to find yeah, the good part of them. Quite
3: common Indian culture too. Yeah, yeah.
0: and
1: and be accepting you know and and korean culture until not not so long ago (laughs) i mean lots of parents and in japan and china there's a famous park in in china where the parents go with billboards it's like a singles park and you go and it says 26 years old accountant salary (laughs) blood type hobbies and the parents walk around the park looking for someone who might match their Claire, kid. Wow. But but when I came but when I came to Korea <laughs> before before, when before I Korea, Tinder it wasn't was it was like that. You had to be married by 30. It was a, an unwritten rule and at 28, 29, your mom was making more arranged dates for you and blind dates for you than than you could, every other weekend. And the I don't want to get married. This guy, is good. This guy smokes this guy is my, my mother-in-law has arranged like six or seven marriages. Wow. And that means, like, she gets a guy from Busan and a girl from Ursan. They go on a blind date, and three, four months later, they're married. So it's not fixed arranged marriage. I mean, you still have to get along. But they say if you make one of these in Korea that you go to heaven. And, I mean, she's made six or seven of them. And she always says, oh, I made this. (laughs) I said, whose wedding are we going to? Mike? Your wife's cousin's. I do not even know them, but I arranged the marriage, so they gave me a prize of $1,000 or 10000 or something. Um, but anyways. It Did was, she have to pay back 20 after the is, divorce? <laughs> it's still common here. Not, not fully arranged, but in one fashion or another. What, I wanted uh, to ask I mean, you, when he mentioned, do you have any other boxes you want to tick off or goals here? Your generation is impeccable at documenting their minute-by-minute minute life either on instagram or facebook or somewhere Uh. do you have any intention of blogging vlogging or or just like an old diary or because i think it's something that a lot of people who came 15 20 years ago probably regret that we probably could have been not famous but we probably had more financial stability if we had started detailing or logging our stuff from when we originally came yeah because now these. Do you want to do that? No, I, I, I don't. Oh, but I don't. Fuck. But this is. They're right. born. They're born with this chip it's in them. It's funny
3: that you bring it up because all my friends are like. So I created a travel Instagram. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and I've been posting on it, and all my friends are like, oh my God, you have to vlog. You have to post it. And I was like, like i've never done it like back home i've never done sat like held up a camera be like hey guys so look i'm eating
1: noodles yeah (laughs) so the same ones you get at superstore yeah
3: so i mean i've been taking pictures maybe doing like reviews in my apartment but i haven't actually vlogged anything who knows maybe i might it just
0: feels natural to be able to pick up a camera and like walk around and just no i feel all eyes
3: are on me if i like Take a picture out in public. I'm not.
1: There's like, no eyes on you because all the Koreans are taking selfies themselves. <laughs> but but this is what I mean. Like you might end up being a, a vlogger with a million fans true, at home yeah. and, and never have to go back to teaching because you would be traveling the world <laughs> vlogging. But that wasn't really an option when 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 we had come. That stuff wasn't even wasn't even possible. Yeah. So I just wonder now for you, like now us doing this and doing the NGO and like Bryce doing web development stuff and. But that's all stuff we've had to, if we, if we weren't ambitious enough or had the, the personal desire to do, we, we would just be doing the same thing over and over and over again. Where we have friends who are 40s, 50s, and I feel like some of them have kind of n- not stagnated. Yeah, they, they've stagnated. They've just done the same thing, which I didn't want to do at home. Yeah. And they've done it here. And that's what I like about here. You don't have to. And you have time to do this and you have time to do other stuff because the schedule allows for it. The financial stability allows for it. Yep. I don't know what your salary is, but it's probably the same as mine 20 years ago, and I'm not joking. <laughs> but the point is, you can still come here and save 60 to 80 percent of your income, mm. and you can't do that at home. It's it's absolutely no. impossible. So that's one of the things I think, which is cool here, and I would encourage you to to do something else with your free time, whether it's a master's or or learning to vlog or blog or you don't have to do videos you can just post pictures on instagram with true yeah and and your friends who are 23 and haven't traveled as much be like holy shit whoa
3: yeah so whoa. far all my friends are loving everything i've been posting it's not it's not too much and but you haven't even left the neighborhood
1: yet yeah. i mean yeah. <laughs> imagine when you get out of the house like your your subscription guys will be going Bruh. yeah so that's i mean you got a platform where you, you could do it and god we look at tiktok and go well, you, you just post a video of yourself smiling and you get like 5 million likes or something. How yeah. does
0: this work? So oh. I,
1: when we were, we got into
0: TikTok for... You know, no, no, bullshit. I got in for one hour, watched 7 million videos.
3: Yeah. This is like you can waste. You can waste you, so much time you, on TikTok. It,
0: oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. He anymore. was in three weeks
2: later.
1: <laughs> and he's like, dude, are you still watching TikTok? I took it right out as soon as I got it on. You told me and it took mm-hmm. like, this We can use this. We can use this for our NGO. We can use it.
0: <laughs> no way, dude. I posted a picture of bread and it had <laughs> 600 likes. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a loaf of bread, <laughs> Korean bread. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. But it, uh, the the crazy thing I found out while while <laughs> during my time of addiction, uh, there was a song that everyone was dancing to. And I found out it's a BTS song. It's a BTS. Is BTS big at home?
3: huge mm, yeah i would say so really I'm not like huge they're huge.
0: selling out toronto la New York. i asked about georgetown that's right i think georgetown they are they doing
3: i don't know about georgetown <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh i thought they're gonna do a live show on the credit river man anyways what uh before coming here minus corona what are your biggest concerns or worries being away from family
3: yeah being Is away from it? family making friends
0: mm.
3: language barrier
0: yeah, but, uh, but these are all things you've experienced in other countries as well, huh? Uh,
3: Yeah, but I guess now I'm, like, on my own, uh, right? Okay. Oh, Whereas, you traveled
0: like... before. Oh, yeah, I guess you would have traveled before with your
1: parents.
3: Yeah, most of them are. All, uh, all, all people don't go to Mexico for
1: spring break anymore in grade 10? Grade 11, yeah, they do. <laughs> all all <laughs> yeah. inclusive, punches yeah. up from the balcony. <laughs> 600,
3: 600 like, bucks. It's like a short vacation, right? Two to three weeks, and then, like, you're staying at a hotel. Now it's, like, you're moving to a new country, you're teaching like yeah. you have
1: to be responsible like you're
3: like somewhat local right yeah
0: so what uh yeah, you got to adapt yeah what things did you bring for comfort from home what were your things that you brought before uh before i came i had uh, like kind of little going away party and some people prepared like a little sign and people signed it and you know i had some pictures or whatever Oh yeah, pictures that i brought that really dates me doesn't it i had, I had printed <laughs> photos that i brought um really like, tastes me like, what, 31? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <That dates> me. <laughs> it does. The, um, and, uh, you know, in, in the first months, you're not really feeling lonely. I was lucky to hit the ground running here. Met met all the guys when I when I first arrived. But it, it was nice to look up on the wall and see, like, you know, a message from this person or, or that friend. Was there anything that you brought that um, um like, I mementos? I don't know if that's a name. But... Pink water bottle?
3: pink water (laughs) a few water bottles um honestly not much i just i guess my suitcase was just full of clothes (laughs) yeah so yeah a few my friend gave me a few photos a picture of my dog cool Um, how much
1: how much research and looking into it did you do before you came Mm -hmm. i i think i'm pretty meticulous in my i've traveled a lot and almost four years backpacking all over the world and i think that one of my assets is that I'm a good planner or organizer, or if I'm going freestyle, I'm not worried about anything, but when I have to do something, I do it. And I've never missed an airplane. I've never, and I've flown a ton, but I just think my dad used to tell me go to better to be two hours early than one minute late, better to pack more than you need better to research. and know exactly what you're getting into than getting shocked out of your skin when you get there. Um, and I know when, when we came, Man, there was a lot of stuff you could have brought because it wasn't available here. But how much research did you do before coming to know what to bring? Um. Because if I didn't do research, I would have been the stinkiest guy in Korea because yeah, they didn't definitely sell deodorant. deodorant. Yeah, deodorant. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> they don't sell deodorant. I mean, it's, a lo- it's easier now and with Amazon and what is it? iHerb and all these. But that stuff didn't exist, man, yeah. when I came. Oh, man. And, and I would bring like... The first time I brought like a five pack and I was like, shit, this is going to be done by the end of the summer because okay. it's 40 degrees. And I was like, mom, just send more deodorant, please. But there was a lot, a lot of things. So how much research did you do and what was there anything that stood out for you that I have to bring this or I can't even if it's something like spices no. or, or <laughs> coffee or, or anything like is there anything that you
3: I think honestly just like looked at the weather probably just deodorant i didn't i didn't bring like any food but did you do did you any... read a lot
1: of blogs or a lot of news or a lot of facebook feeds or did you join will online or did you like
3: i read a few blogs but i know like food and i'm like oh i'm gonna really miss this like i don't know i'm pretty like if i have I, it i, I have I, it like i'm not like oh i'm gonna miss you. something like back home i was the
0: same as you i just thought wherever i go i gotta just adapt yeah and especially if you're going to a new country you're going there for the experience why you know why try and bring everything from home to to recreate and if there's home?
3: like my parents look at it like if there's something like i truly truly miss like maybe six months down the line they can send me something i yeah. guess i have that it option is, right it is so. 2021
0: yeah yeah, <laughs> my ah,
1: yeah, God, it, w- it wasn't that easy. When <laughs> yeah, you... it's it wasn't like that when I came. It was like, would your mail go to North Korea or South Korea? Or... <laughs>
0: it's embarrassing to say, but my my research was like three or four emails between me and Jeff. I don't know if he's he might be coming today. Um, have we talked to him? No, he um, <clears throat> three or four emails, and he mentioned like bring deodorant, you know. We could just show up kind of with a degree and then they send you to Japan for your visa or whatever and And I went on Wikipedia and I saw like I typed in like Korea and it came up like (laughs) Gimchi and there's a picture. I remember the picture of Gimchi. I was like, I know I looked at Ulsan. Oh my god I did I typed in you know, this is before Jason Teal Splashed the the internet with with beautiful pictures of our city, but it was literally like just a smoky it was like a smokestack and some um in some old factories and I was like, this is where I'm going? What am I doing? Oh my god.
1: <laughs> and then I came anyways, but totally different ones ever arrived. Crazy <laughs> and a little off talk, but not really. But I remember the first times I went home and when I got here when other people were going home, you would get a list of things to bring back for other people. Yeah. And it always included condoms, deodorant, <laughs> tampons, and and lots of the time sex toys. And and I'm not joking. Women here were not in relationships with Korean men. It was still kind of way too taboo. It was way too conservative. Um, And uh, I don't know. What if they catch me at the border bringing this shit? You're going to think I'm crazy. And it was illegal. Sex toys were illegal here, so you couldn't buy them. But I think there was a lot of lonely females here that the, the men came and they started chasing the Korean women. And then you're left with lots of women who would be very lonely. But condoms, everybody complained about... And you would go home and bring like a ninety six pack, and you you get here and you give them give them out to all your buddies and stuff because everybody. But I thought if you ever got searched at the border, you'd think you were in a porn shop or something. But it was just the essentials of of things you couldn't get in Korea. So, yeah, yeah
0: Vivette actually did me a solid and brought back a bunch of. Uh, Did she tell you about this? No. No. No, 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 no. She did uh I ordered a bunch of a bunch of shorts and t shirts and stuff from American Eagle or Abercrombie (laughs) or whatever. But when I sent it when I sent it to her house, I wrote her name was Vivers Martino. (laughs) The guy's like (laughs) instead of Vivette Martin, they said, Can I see your ID? She's like, here you go. She's like, Oh the name doesn't matter. She's like, What do you what do you mean? <laughs> she had to explain to the guy why why her name was Vivers Martino. <laughs>
1: Imagine how easy it must be to just just come now because you can just get anything you want online, and even your your deodorant. You can. It might take a couple days to get here, but yeah, you can do anything now. No doubt.
0: Are you um, knowledgeable at all about culture or food here? Like, did you? How deep of a dive did you? Uh,
3: did you do? I wouldn't say too deep of a dive, but I. Yeah. A little bit here and there. How
0: adventurous <laughs> are you with food?
3: Um, I'm not picky, but... Yeah. The... <laughs> okay, okay. I'm not... Oh, that sounds like yeah. you're a little picky, not really
0: picky, but... How, uh... I mean,
3: I went to, was it Megamart yesterday, and I saw an octopus, and I'm like, no, that's not for me. Oh, that's for your
1: Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> see
3: they
0: I just posted the other they just posted one from Costco, seventy-dollar <laughs> Instagram octopus. Yeah. Are you up for like an octopus leg? No. What, really? So live octopus and off the table. Yeah. I haven't eaten it yet. You haven't maybe. eaten it? Not the live one.
3: No. Wow. Costco,
1: seventy bucks, huge.
3: I wow. didn't see the price. That uh...
0: you can get. The you got to go to Jagalchi then. The one, want... the one called the San Nakchi. It's just well, that's just that's a squid huh? or baby octopus. Yeah. Baby octopus, and they just cut it, throw it on the plate, and the legs are going oh like God. this, and you just
1: you gotta you gotta crush that down. Fermented. No, what, uh, what? Explain to me what your palate of. of or I don't your, know.
3: Yours. I just can't see an octopus and I'm like, can't do it. <laughs> Shrimp. Yeah, shrimp's wine. Oh, uh, you'll
1: graduate to the octopus soon. He <laughs> <laughs> becomes at twenty four. <laughs> well
3: mine I didn't
0: I didn't eat any seafood at home.
3: No, I eat seafood. Yeah. I, I ate oh, you nothing
0: did. at home. And then I came here and I was so hungry. We took a an overnight bus and drank all night. Like the whole bus was that's another story you can ask your cousin about. Um <laughs> But we showed up in the morning and everyone went like, let's get
2: some clam no, <laughs> clam barbecue or like seafood barbecue. I you're like, like uh. I'm
0: good. I, I don't even eat that.
1: What do you, just
0: so hungry I started eating it. And Wherever did, you go, you can diet. always get rice
1: and soup. And it's never that, that, you're not a vegetarian or anything? No. Well, then you're fine. Yeah. And I, I find here a lot of people grow their, their diversity of foods because sometimes there's just no, you can only eat pork cutlets so many times. Mm. And eventually you have to. And when you go to a restaurant, there's 30, 10, 15, 20 side dishes. You can't just look at them for a year. Like, you got to try them once, and then you go, holy shit, that's kind of... It looks funny. Quail eggs. I've never had quail eggs, but they're pretty good. Or lotus root, or... Hey, that's like dipped in honey. It tastes like candy, man. Lotus that, oh, all right, it's so good. Do um, you say it's,
3: it's hard being a vegetarian in Korea?
1: Oh, because every soup is based on no, some kind know. of fish stock or...
3: Because my mom's vegetarian,
1: stock. so... no, mm. You can do it, but... But I mean, not eating at restaurants and stuff. Lots of times they have cards, but now there's apps and stuff you, that show you what restaurants to go to and mm, what's vegetarian. True. But before the the kids used the kids, the people used to go around with signs and say, huh? huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and it just said like, are are your soups, you know, have any connection to, you know, beef or chicken or goats or anything? And I mean, it's ninety percent of the time yes. And all their side dishes, lots of them, the the sauces are. It's not the actual food if it's minnows or whatever it is but it's the sauces are all coming from something that they they don't eat so. they they have one soup base that's
0: what is it, minnows it, yeah. it's shrimp it's like dried shrimp and, and
1: not Myochi.
0: what is that it's not minnow Myochi, it's a,
1: minnow yeah or so, uh, anchovies
0: anchovies a- anchovies and and shrimp base and that that stock
1: is like 80% of 80% of the 80% food, of the food yeah. it, it's not easy but it's a lot more challenging than home yeah mm-hmm. But you can go to Subway and get a vegetarian soup. <laughs> but those didn't exist. when we, I said they used to walk around with cards. I'm a vegetarian. Does your food have this? And, and 90% of the restaurants you used to go to were meat restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like when you used to go out with your team or your work or whoever for dinners, you went to barbecue every single time. So they would just eat side dishes. What, <laughs> uh, what Korean foods have you tried so far?
3: Um... Rice. <laughs> sticky rice, sticky rice with the beef bel- bulgogi. bulgogi, beef bulgogi. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Do you know what a kimbap is?
2: No.
3: do <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna
0: ask these questions again because you're gonna say, "Yeah, I ate it every day for six months."
1: Um, oh, interesting. What I, I, I want to know: What are your first impressions of from arriving at Incheon to to quarantine and getting here? I mean, infrastructure and transportation and all these these first things that kind of hit you before you get to know any culture or any people or anything. What was it like first arriving? I mean, Incheon was one of the best airports in the world for like 10 years. It still is, but it was ranked number one in the world for years and years. And it's, I just think it, from landing in Vancouver is nice too, but man, Incheon, you land, boom, bags, immigration, not during Corona. You could be out of there in 20 minutes. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It was so efficient there. It's, It's just amazing. And on the KTX and you're on a bullet train down here, I'm like, I'm living in the Stone Age in Canada. What the hell's yeah, going on, Yeah, honestly. Um, no,
3: everything was really good. Like, a d- direct flight from Toronto to Incheon. Incheon. Yeah. Um,
2: KTX down
0: there.
3: I would say, like, even with Corona, like, I'm not sure. I haven't, like arrived in Pearson but Corona like everything was smooth sailing like the fact that you download an app and they like show you how to do it because every day you have to take your temperature um and then like they have different when you after uh you get your baggage then you like they ask you where you're going and then they have like a certain area for KTX and then like everybody's super helpful like
1: Mm. it was just pretty english good
3: no? yeah, yeah yeah some people spoke english um was your plane
1: full on the way over
3: no i got Half a whole road to myself yeah train. it was nice were tickets
1: way more expensive though
3: i'm not sure it was like 1200 for one way
1: that's, no it's the same that's, road trip yeah, it, that's, so that's reasonable. Reasonable. yeah what uh english at the airport was no problem was there many people at the airport or in a yeah airport was what?
3: busy yeah
2: <clears throat>
1: and then but what was your first Flying Like I remember the first time getting to Inchon and then we had to take the bus There was no KTX. So we took the bus to Kime or to the inner city bus terminal and I remember going and going like There's no grass here It's just like green carpet on all the all the sides of the roads are covered in like this green carpet or tarp mm-hmm. and and there's a lot of con- there's cranes like more cranes than I'd ever seen in my life in like one mile it's 20 30 40 cranes like holy shit, man. But they have that green kind of tarp. They plant the grass underneath and they cover it in a tarp so that it doesn't blow away. <clears throat> but I remember saying, like, there's no grass here. Uh, nowhere. But if you never left the airport and just to the KTX, maybe it was different.
3: Well, I did take a bus from <clears throat> the airport to KTX. Um, I didn't really see much. Like, the bus was kind of, like, dim. Mm. Couldn't see too much. Um,
1: and you're from the Toronto area, so buildings and stuff isn't...
3: yeah. I know it when I arrived it was pretty cold though. That's kind of what like shocked me. I didn't realize how cold it was gonna be. Mm-hmm.
1: That was the only thing you researched, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 um,
3: maybe just being on a long flight, I was like, Oh, I just wanna get home.
1: <laughs> yeah.
3: So where what
1: happened when you got here in town? Where'd you go? Where'd they send you or...
3: Um there was a bus that so I arrived at the um, I guess the train the cha- station K-J's. station. station. And then there was um, a bus that took me to, like, the apartment, and then, like, Roy picked me up, and then I went to my apartment. I was there for two weeks.
0: But that was a special quarantine apartment? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. That a designated was, quarantine like, apartment. Like, he got that, or that designated by the
1: government? I don't
3: know. No, he got that. I
1: think. Yeah. He didn't want you to to infect his main place of residence there, or what? No, I think um,
3: <laughs> something with the landlord, they, she didn't, like, they didn't want me to quarantine there. Ah. Uh, something I thought. Wow,
0: what a nightmare! Eh? But but if you do, like you're know, trying to rent a,
1: a place for you for brought two this weeks. foreigner in and she <laughs> infected the whole building. Yeah, it, but it, I mean, it, and it's such a big stain for foreigners. Like everything you do, you're like it or not, you're kind of under a microscope. The guy in Itaewon wasn't even the number one main spreader. It just they just labeled him as it, but it was actually a Korean teacher who was the main spreader, and and he and it affected people down here like. All of our private lessons, the mums. Do you go to Itaewon? Were you at the at the gay club in Itaewon? Did you? I, I haven't been to Itaewon in like ten years. Man. I'm old and married. No. But but everything you do can have a ripple effect across the country.
0: Which Nate hasn't been to Itaewon, but don't check his suitcase.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't check my suitcase. Um. So after, what did you expect going into quarantine? I'd be scared shitless because. I can't stay still what for 10 a, minutes.
0: I, I just, I, I thought about that so much. Like, what a weird situation. Like, welcome to, welcome to Korea. Go stay in there for yeah. two weeks. And you can't come out at all.
3: No, you can't come out. You can't, yeah. Don't
1: you go bananas? And I think, like, at home, I think you Let got an a... answer. You got a backyard and answer. Up, but <laughs> here, like, oh, I, I, wanted, I want to hear um, the,
3: the... I think, just like at the beginning, it was nice to... I guess, like, hearing that normally you jump, like, straight into teaching. Yeah. So I guess it was, like, nice to be like, okay, I can... Toronto's like 14 hours behind, right? So mm. it's nice to like figure out my sleep schedule. Um, so after so two
0: days and you you looked at the clock, so you're like, was, all right, 12 left. What do you...
3: Yeah, it took me a few days to figure that out. I was waking up early. um, Like all my... Uh, normally I like to sleep in. So all my friends and family are like, what? You're up at eight? So I then, just haven't
0: fully adjusted yet. Yeah. So I was <laughs>
3: like for up to noon, I think I was like talking to my friends and family back home because it's like nighttime Ten. there. Yeah. Um, so that took up a, a decent amount. A lot of Netflix. Um, yeah, I, I started to do my... Netflix was like, on your phone? Not my laptop.
1: Ah, so the place you went, had internet everything sorted? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. God, like that would take two weeks normally. You oh, would take no, two I weeks did, to set up the internet I and stole else. the I stole the neighbor's Wi-Fi for... <laughs> Six months. I I didn't know how to get it. You're coming into five G land, man. Like when I came, I think it was still dial up, and and you had to wait two weeks for the guy to come. Well, I got a
3: SIM card at the airport, so just to like set me up. Um, You could watch
1: the guy outside split the wire and run it into your house off of another (laughs) wire. What's he do? I could have done that, maybe. I thought he was doing a proper setup. Yeah, and
3: I decided to do my like Tefl certificate Mm. so i um that took up time too was that
0: through the hog one
3: no okay yeah it was just myself what about food and stuff um roy had bought a bunch of food for me like before and then also i'm curious what did he buy um like spam no 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 (laughs) (laughs) it's actually decent pizza No, no, no. spam um... is expensive no he didn't buy spam it's one of the most expensive yeah yeah
1: it's not it's not cat food (laughs) it's You get it for the Chinese New Year
0: gift pack, man. Fifty bucks. You've never seen the spam gift set. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess no, yeah. You haven't been shopping. Oh my god! Listen, you, it's not a joke. <laughs> you you, <laughs> I'm not you go, you go, you go into like one of the big marts. Yeah. And there's a there's a box, and it'll have like, like Eight very bu- very beautifully displayed cans of spam, and you'd
1: give that to your boss or your boss would do It'd that to you. Forty bucks, oh, wow. fifty bucks. Wow. Yeah so I wasn't Joe everything <laughs> it's not cheap if he gave it, would be like what the hell is this shit no no, no no that's like the best thing you can get here feed the cat, feed the cat pizza
3: them. yeah like freezer pizza yeah um, you have an oven you had no no I just put in the microwave oh okay um but what how else you, and then the, the like quarantine. public officer yeah, yeah. yeah they gave me like a big box of stuff
1: how much of that stuff did you use
3: not much I what, didn't what, have what, much I mean, of I an think, appetite at I think the I beginning. would use
1: 90% of it but I'm curious what
3: Honestly, my appetite at the beginning wasn't too much. I think just, like, adjusting, like, fig- being like, oh, my God, I haven't seen anything. I'm in a new country, and, like, I can't even walk outside, so, like... Well,
0: wouldn't... I don't know. I just thought... I always thought it wouldn't be enough food. I thought it wouldn't be enough, like, what... fuck okay, if you throw me in a, in yeah, a room Yeah, honestly, with... if
3: I... Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it probably wouldn't have... If Freud didn't buy me some stuff, it probably...
0: And I like, wonder... Like, if I was
3: just dependent on that, probably do not. Do?
1: You can't do walk... You order
3: food. No, but don't you, you have to have a local number to order food. Like me, yeah, but so, but so, I don't have... I wasn't able to order food. Right, you were sure. be able to. But you
1: could order it through us or, oh, Roy or yeah. somebody else. Or we could deliver it for you or whatever. Huh. So, mm-hmm. but that's... Yeah, Some that's what, that's what the difference. Nobody comes here now, I don't think, not knowing anybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you Especially know Especially during... You've been,
3: this is like a different time, right? You have to know somebody during Corona yeah, to you, be here. You
1: know somebody or you've been in contact with somebody, but... Like, that's one of the things from back then. People came here and didn't know anybody or anything. Mm -hmm. And I I knew my brother's buddy was teaching in Seoul. Other than that, I knew the guy said, there's a group who plays ball hockey. They go bowling on Tuesdays. I said, that's fine. I'll fit right in. That's not a problem. I'm an extrovert. I'll go. I'll, I'll figure everything out. But I can't imagine these days someone coming here without knowing anybody or anything about it. And you're just one click away. So, yeah, without a local number, you probably can't order... Off the the apps, but yeah. but can't you order, like, chicken and stuff?
3: I think you have to have... I don't know. I didn't try. No, no but you could
1: use WhatsApp or Skype or whatever, and you could order pizza or something. I'm sure. Oh, I you
3: don't have, know. If you're hungry try. enough, you'll,
1: you'll get some shit um, you uh, have to. I think
3: you have to just know all of that. You have to be able to... Like, uh, not that you know, know your or
1: address that. or anywhere. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I overlooked that part. But Roy or somebody else could have yeah, so
3: I. What if I was running low on something, I would just ask Roy if pick up some stuff. So what do you just what?
1: microwave food for?
3: Yeah. Or
0: I have, it was two <laughs> weeks. It's not a, you're making it, making the
3: audience <laughs> seem like it's her life. Well, I, I think this good. is like I know, jail. I though. brought over some possum sauce. I
0: made that. Um... I was, you know, when I brought that over, I was like, do you have a pot to boil? Yeah, with? yeah, yeah. I
3: had pot. I oh, had okay, a pot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But that's what I mean. I didn't so, yeah. so, Like, I think most of the people who, and we get some engineers with the hockey guys and stuff, and they just order. Right, and just order on coop whatever they want. They just Mm -hmm. order if it's like pizza, chicken, whatever, or soup, or if they want to order freezer stuff or whatever. They just order everything. But I'm not saying anything with the diet. I'm just wondering, like, like what the hell do you do if you got rice? But have you ever made rice without? I mean, I I never made made rice rice before. (laughs) Yeah. And, and now the rice cooker, you push two buttons. But if it was boiling on the pot, I guess you gotta check. YouTube. Well, all the
3: rice that they give in the care package microwave. is just, just like get yeah, microwave. Yeah. Yeah. So. so that's why I said,
1: is it was it all basically microwave stuff? Yeah, and it Some was. eggs or
3: whatever. So
0: now your process for coming over. I mean, I mentioned earlier getting a visa. I showed up with some documents, and then I went to the school, and they said, okay, go to Japan tomorrow and get your visa and come back. You, you go to Japan. With, oh, they pay for the trip.
1: Oh, uh, that was. You couldn't kind get a visa is. in country. Japan's mm-hmm. only yeah. two hours on the boat. Oh, okay. So you go there, stamp, sleep over, come back. Yeah, so uh, like I did that. Now your process for coming was
0: <laughs> oh, arduous to say the to say the least. Um, and, I mean, we even had uh, very fortunate for who your boss is because he really expediated the, the process for yeah. right? you. Th- that could have been another... Two months, you know, and even your two years, <laughs> even your arrival time was we got it down to the you know, you arrived one day before even new, yeah,
3: the new, new regula- were, yep.
0: regulations were put in place. Um, so that delay of coming and like, I'm ready to go, wait a little more, I'm, I'm ready to go, wait, to, hold on, almost there, I'm ready to go, you got to get a number here or, or do that. Did that? kill the experience or or did that kill your um your excitement for coming or did it deepen your excitement for
2: coming
3: um i think it not it didn't kill it but it was like oh my god i have like the whole thing took like four months to get which i think is (sighs) brutal (sighs) but i had like i was working at a grocery store at the time and right when i found out i was like oh i'm probably gonna be leaving in the next like two or three weeks so i quit (laughs) The like worst mistake because for those several months I didn't work and I was like, I could have been working, saving more money. Um, and then like, even when I quit, I told all like my friends that I worked with, oh yeah, I'm leaving. So every time they saw me at the grocery store, they're like, you're still here. And I was like, yeah, I'm waiting for this paperwork or that paperwork. And then, are, are you
0: even really going? Yeah, honestly,
3: sometimes it was like, oh, are you, st- like, they asked me, like, are you still going? Like, did you change your mind?
0: Walk into the lunchroom,
1: yeah. and you're like, I hear Tamara's full of shit. She's not actually going.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm really going.
1: Do you just guy that called Roy? Give you, does that give you <laughs> an appreciation for the system and the process? I mean, I think of, of people immigrating, and I think even, even for us to move back with our wives, I mean, it's piles and piles of paperwork, and you didn't do this right, and you got to do this again and this again. Sorry, we're too busy. And the process that lots of these people go through to get other more serious things done?
3: Well, yeah, for sure. Like, just, like, obviously waiting for... The biggest thing was my criminal record check and my fingerprints. So, like, that's all on, like, the government police. How long was it? Four weeks for my criminal record check, five weeks for fingerprints. Is that
1: only in Ontario?
3: That was during COVID because they apparently were so backlogged. But, like, my mom and I, like, we talked about it and we're like... Think about people like who ha- who are waiting for this for an actual job. Like a company's not gonna wait four to five weeks to get oh, fingerprints brutal. to see if you're approved or not for a job. They're gonna be like, sorry, we can't wait that long. Like, mm-hmm. definitely like appreciation to Roy for being able to wait four months. <laughs> not, not on <laughs> that. It was probably longer.
1: He he knows a lot of people. He can get stuff done a little quicker than yeah. than the average director can. So yeah. he's been dealing with them for a long time, and he has good relationships there. But it could have been... I mean, if you were with a random, just a random independent hogwan owner, you, you probably wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you probably wouldn't be here. Yeah. But in Manitoba, uh, if I was in Winnipeg and tried, they would say a few weeks. But mom and dad are outside, maybe 45 minutes. And if I go to the local RCMP detachment, they'll do it on the spot.
3: I think And I always only- wondered
1: if that was like that all across Canada, that if you apply in Toronto or whatever... Or where there's a lot of people, fine. But if you go to, you know, the small neighborhood, whatever town, could you just go in and walk? Like, they're doing nothing. The guys in my town are doing nothing.
3: No, they don't. They, so. They don't do them? They don't do them anymore. Uh-huh. In town, they send them to the oh, head Jesus. office. No, it's
0: the same thing when we had to do our fingerprints. We get them done by a police yeah, officer here. here.
3: And then they send them out.
0: Yeah, they send them out. And then it has to be perfect because yeah. they're, they're digitally. Yeah. They, it's not the police's job to do that. These people are like professional fingerprinters. But still, people, I was in whatever. Sault Ste. Marie
1: two summers ago. Yeah. Went in, did it the same day.
3: But I think during boom, COVID, boom, they boom, just, boom. it just, they said anywhere from two weeks to six weeks. So with... But during, in the that's States, like when you, in the States, that's normal all the time. Uh, like that's, that's but standard. I, yeah, I remember like in high school getting or university getting a criminal record check and it took, I think two weeks, like tops two weeks. <laughs> um here they were like anywhere from two weeks to like two months for my fingerprints and I'm like oh my god I literally called them every day and like I have a unique name so they're probably like oh my god this girl again she's calling I was like it's for a visa and they're like yeah like we have so many people like asking for a visa I was like how many people are traveling right now to be honest You know
0: they just hang up the phone, just turn Netflix back on. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Having a drink. I even drove
3: like the detachment centers like are were forty minutes from my house. Like drove there to find out. Hi, is there like anything come in? They're like no. Like we'll call you. We'll email you. Yeah.
1: Brutal. What now? Now that you're here and half kind of settled, what are your first impressions of the city? And you took almost maybe halfway across town this morning in a taxi and stuff. Is that the most you've seen? I'm guessing. Yeah. Of the city? She was what? looking
0: at her phone the whole time. What are you talking what? about? <laughs> what, are
1: your, what are your first impressions of the city? I mean, for me, I'm from a small town. And I was like, this is like New York, man. Holy!" And this was before all the big buildings. Yeah. Now it's now it's really it big. It does,
3: things. minus like chaos of people from, like, it reminds me a lot of India. Like, the structures and everything, like small, small, small little stores beside each other. Reminds me a lot of India. But, like... Very clean, I would say. Like a lot of people walk, oh. and especially with like. Hold on, hold
1: on! I gotta stop you. You said very clean.
3: Yeah, I've noticed it's clean.
1: It's the dirtiest place I've ever lived. <laughs> oh my god! It's gotten a lot
0: better.
3: Maybe just my my walk to school. It's yeah. like not oh, too Oh wait, <laughs> wait. Wait a minute. Hey,
0: she lives in she lives in Namdong. Yeah, no, no, no. Roy's favorite place um, in the world. Yeah, maybe Ooh. maybe that walk to
1: school. Maybe, but yeah. but in general, when you, I mean.
0: It's not that bad here. What are you talking about? It's
1: I mean, a, I don't know. Japan, maybe, maybe Japan. It's you eat to... off the floors. In, I mean, I mean the streets. You can eat off the streets. Okay, well, but I've... going to Costco and home plus the parking lots. Yeah, they're they mop them like with those machines. They're spotless. Yeah. There's some parts, but come on, the garbage and the. Come on, it's not that clean here. There, there's a lot of dickheads who still throw shit on the ground.
3: Yeah, but it's like every place.
0: Yeah.
1: It's gotten a lot better from I, that. I, when listen, I get to Canada, I think, wow. This is a hundred times better. Really? When I go home, I, this is a hundred wow. times cleaner. Than Listen, he's got 300 you're... people in his hometown. If someone throws <laughs> it down, there, are like... They know who it is. This, uh,
0: I know. <laughs> that you just go to the 7-Eleven and be like, who bought that, who bought that big gulp?
1: Oh, that was the old Mandigo there, kid. No, there's no 7-Eleven.
2: <laughs>
1: that was the Mandigo kid. But that has always been. I, I don't know recently, but for a long time, that's been one of the... It's, it's dirty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. From the... <laughs> How does she spitting and pissing? People do that
3: at home, too.
1: <laughs> like Korea?
0: Dude.
3: Everybody I've seen wears a mask, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not.
0: We're in a new, we're yeah. in a new phase. I, I think we just haven't realized, and maybe we still have that first taste that's, that's stuck in our heads of, out front of our old apartments, there used to be just a pile of shit of, like, couches <laughs> and diapers <laughs> and just red. And there was a park behind that. <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't even know there was a park. It was just—it was a mountain of, of, of garbage, and then they clean that up. And I think they've done a lot.
1: Maybe because of Corona, yeah. it's not so busy and not so much. But come on, if you walked around up in the morning, okay. Well, like I a mean, a, uh, listen, a lot of that too is just people promoting
0: their. Come to my nightclub, and the guy will oh, drive around in his shit. truck and just throw flyers on the floor.
2: Here's it's fifty insane. flyers.
1: Wow. <laughs> See where the wind takes them. But that—I mean—you could never. That's littering at home and here it's like a proper way of advertising yeah. guy drives by in a motorcycle with business cards and shoots them all over the street you haven't seen the ninja the oh, ninja I man I
3: haven't oh, seen that he'll <laughs> drive around he's
0: got no plates on and he's got like <laughs> six or seven different business like, cards business cards for like order Chinese food here order this here and he'll just drive around like this and just go
1: <laughs> and just they're good Like <laughs> they go like ninja stars and
0: I think they're trying to, to get slide him the over to the door Yeah, yeah. pretty good And then 20 minutes later, the old lady will walk by and pick each one up, because when she hands those in, she gets 10 cents
1: or whatever, or 5 cents per thing. Do you have any financial goals being here? No. Nothing? No. So your parents are rich?
3: (laughs) Well, I'm not, I'm...
1: (laughs) Whoa, it took a hard time. I'm, I here, I I'm here on
3: my own. I'm not here with any of my parents' No, no, money. I don't mean like that. I came here
1: to make money. Oh. Uh, I'd finished almost two years in Africa, and I wanted to keep traveling. I, I wanted to be a teacher, so I wanted to come and see what it was like. And when I narrowed down my places, mm-hmm. this was the best option. In Germany, okay. I think you could make like $5,000 $5, a month. Really living cost. But the cost is. of living was 4800 mm. And in Japan, you could make great money, but you had to pay rent, which was 1000 a month. So that's, it was, my last two was Japan and Korea. And it was $12,000 difference. Mm-hmm. I, said, I don't know anything about either of them. So I'm just going to go to Korea. And if I want to go to Japan, I'll go across and go to Japan. Yep. And it was my, one of my premier reasons for coming was financial ability to make money. Okay. And the guys that I talked to said you could teach private lessons and you could bank tons of cash here. And that was one of the big incentives. I wanted to go somewhere. I didn't know Turkey was... Turkey was one appealing option, My Turkey, Germany, Japan, Korea. But this was the one that was the furthest out of my comfort zone and the most ability to make money. Mm-hmm. And, and I think we crushed it for probably five, six, seven years. We smashed it here. I mean, it was just, it was like it grew on trees. And I wonder for a lot of people your age now come out of university with student debt and student loans and this and that, or, but I mean now, even now looking back, I think I should have done my master's as soon as I got here. I spent so much time drinking and partying and <laughs> s- fooling around, but you wouldn't have had
0: to, no, I, I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't
1: prepared then. I. It was much more enjoyable to do it Whatever a few years ago, but do you have any goals? I don't mean that. That's what I mean. Like, have you thought about that?
3: Yeah. Like I, I think my main thing is, I just want to like experience it, be able to teach, and then I I really just want to like travel. So kind of like, yeah, it's nice to bank some money, but I think if I just save it like for traveling, I think I'm fine but with that. But how do you travel too. if you don't have money? No, like save whatever money that I've had, like that I've worked.
0: She's not gonna eat ramen for a year just to have a couple. Like, do you do you? Thing. Thing. But like, I'm not, I'm
3: not. What I'm saying is like, I'm the money that I'm like making right now. Like, I'm not wanting to take that back. Like all of it back right, home right, being right, like right. okay oh i have to save every dime yeah, to no. be able because i have yeah no
1: cool do you think like like i said i think most people at home your age probably can't save a lot of money most of it's spent before they even get it on bills or whatever yeah especially if you're renting an apartment and have a car i mean that takes up a huge chunk of your salary probably yeah. um do you think that wow i could probably save and put a down payment on a house back home and i could rent a house out back home and use that money to travel and does that um, stuff is there, is that
3: maybe I don't know if I really dude, thought do you about know it, how but much houses yeah, I was gonna say uh, houses aren't <laughs> you still, aren't... isn't it
1: five percent down? First house, you only five percent down, man. yeah.
0: And then you pay eight million dollars a year, yeah. But a I would month, need to then.
3: be here for maybe two or three years, I think, before I mm-hmm. have money to buy a house or anything. Yeah, there'd
0: be a couple
1: years, dude. They're just a shit, a shit hole like townhouses are like I don't mean half a million, I mean a down payment for one, yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm saying, if you. If you think, if you, if you think about it and look at the actual possibilities, like, wow, no one told me, like, you should be, I just, I just thought, how much can I make here? And then when I started doing math, I was like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, you got a plan, man. This is way more money than I've ever, ever had access to. Mm. And there's, I, I should be thinking about what I should do with it. And if I went back, I think probably I would have bought a couple houses at home mm. and, and had them rented. And that would be. That would be paying for me now. The house would be paid for and, and that would be yeah. passive income. And I, I just I wonder if young people have that financial mindset or just because I think it's such a hard way. To, like all the guys who come in, the young guys, you know, student debt. I graduated with no student debt. I'm so lucky. I'm so lucky. And and a dollar is still a dollar, and they're not easy to come by. And they don't go very far these days. So you gotta be you gotta be frugal. But I just wondered if people i think
3: there definitely are like people my age who being like oh down payment for a house and this and that but i don't know i haven't really maybe me specifically i haven't thought get that to, way uh, i'm just kind of like where do you find yeah. the
1: travel? where would you like to travel
3: australia number one mm. <laughs> but here yeah definitely explore korea like singapore maybe i don't know i'm just i'm open to anything to be honest
1: Cool. (laughs) have you been only to india or have you been other countries in the region
3: i've been to other countries not in asia only india um but 2019 i went to kenya and zimbabwe um been to a few places in europe
1: i think uh, i mean philippines is a very common one from here guam saipan which are american territories Japan, obviously. Japan's across the mm-hmm. bay. Um, and I love Japan's amazing, amazing country. But Guam, Saipan are easy. Like, everybody goes okay. regularly. Philippines is is a number one travel spot for Koreans. Um, and otherwise, the, thi- the thing is that you only get, what, two weeks? Or one week summer, one week winter vacation? Yeah. That's what makes it hard. Yeah. So, well,
3: especially with COVID right now, we don't know. But right. I'm just like, oh, maybe I'll save what I make right now. And then, like, yeah. if I stay here for one year, then after I'm done I can travel or after I've done my two years, right? Hundred percent. So.
1: Or if you're in between contracts, sometimes you can say, Hey, I want to use my week at the end of my mm, contract okay. and a week from my next contract. So then you can go for two weeks and if that's around the school vacation, which is a week, you might end up with three weeks. Yeah. But that's that like that stuff you have to start thinking about almost now. Yeah,
3: yeah, for sure. And
1: we have the holiday coming up. Do you know Chinese New Year's? Yeah. So know. we got the holiday coming up. Have you had any plans for that?
3: <laughs> no. And so <laughs> many
1: so many people come around this time and they say, hey, there's a one-week holiday next week. Huh? And it's kind of like a wasted chance. I think, you didn't look that up online? You didn't research that? And, and now it's COVID, so you don't have to. But I thought, man, you go to Japan. Or at least you're going to Seoul. Yeah. When you come for September school... Three weeks later is Thanksgiving, and it's a one-week holiday. What are you gonna do? I didn't know there's a holiday. You're spending the whole f- just here. I mean, wh- where I would have been, boom, I would have been. I already got tickets to the big festival in Busan, listen, or I'm going up to Seoul. Listen, right?
0: Listen, a big bucks. Three weeks in already has enough money for travel. <laughs> it's not that,
1: it, but it, but it wouldn't matter. You you had a plan where I'll get the money back when I get back here, but I'm not gonna waste a week sitting in my apartment or my neighborhood when I can do that for the next year cuz mm, you don't you don't yeah. get that many chances to travel. Oh,
0: my first month it was like I came in end of July or no, end of June. So I worked July and then it was summer vacation. So like my contract my official contract started on summer vacation so it's like 4 days off and then a month later was Chuseok and it was uh another 3 4 days off. And, and that's was, what I think if
1: you if you on like Woolsen online or whatever and say so, hey guys, I'm new or expat teachers or whatever whatever those sites are. Hey, I'm new. I'm going to be coming this. What do people normally do for whatever? And then get an idea. Hey, everybody goes some Taiwan for five days or four days or Saipan or Guam or whatever. Um, then I think it's a productive, uh, efficient way of using your travel time because that's the hard part when you first come. You don't have a lot of time. Yeah,
3: it's true. So
1: my first year, we did something. We explored a different part of the city Every weekend, mm-hmm. but I think my second year, every weekend we were going to another city, another festival, another beach, another forest, whatever. And Korea is an amazing place to see. I mean, there's so much stuff to see here. But when you get three or four days, it was Japan, Taiwan, Hong Kong, wherever, wherever we had the cheapest flights. Yeah, we'd be we'd be out of here. So, well, anyways, that's something I told you to. Don't want to
0: dictate your year, but don't. Uh, you'll have a lot of downtime. Just yeah. use it. Use it to the best. That that's my advice. From, from especially uh, from with my corona. Have- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, within the city, man. There's again a lot of people think oh, the there's greener pastures. You have to go abroad or you, like, gotta. Uh, some friends like gotta go to Busan. You you have to go to Seoul. They are good places, but don't don't uh, don't forget about Ulsan, man. There's a lot of cool stuff. Here. Yeah. A lot of nice, uh, whether it's hiking paths or the or the park by his house. You got the the stadium right behind your house. There's another one right over here. Tons of stuff to do.
2: Yeah. And if you're a little just,
1: bit yeah. like what do you think of the restrictions of the Corona situation here?
3: Uh, what what restrictions yeah, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it
1: good, bad? Is it com- oh, similar to home or
3: home's locked down right now?
1: So. But but the lockdown means something different in every province, every country, every everything shut lockdown down. Lockdown in like... China is is oh. weld your door shut, lockdown. Yeah. But Lockdown in Manitoba is, yeah, just don't go out too much. or... No,
3: lockdown home, nobody's allowed out. Yeah, people still go out, but like only grocery stores are like open. So and everything else is.
1: Is this pretty normal for you then?
3: Like being here? Yeah. Like this, is, like, life. this is normal yeah. life. Yeah. Like my life is absolutely Yeah, up because... Like the fact that restaurants are open, you can sit in a restaurant. That's not open back home. Mm-hmm. Like... But I can't
1: play hockey after nine o'clock. It's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that... I don't get that. Is it it screws it... up my whole. No, but so it. Anyways, I was just gonna say, you don't have to worry because this is just because of Chinese New Year's. So they've restricted five-person gatherings, whatever, or whatever it is, and stuff closed at 9 p.m. Okay. But they've had three spikes here. They go up and they go down. The first one was like a week or two weeks in Daegu, and then a week, the Itaewon one, and the last one was like maybe four weeks. But they know how to manage right, it. Right it goes after up, you arrive. It goes <laughs> it goes up and down. And now, I mean, I think they're three or four hundred a day, which in a country of fifty-five million is nothing. Yeah. And 55 million all packed together not yeah. spread out. Yeah. Know. And these restrictions, I, I'm guessing if we don't have anything crazy in the next, after the week after Chinese New Year's, there'll be absolutely nothing. Like there'll be no restrictions. Uh, they can't, they understand the festivals. Everything's going to be going on just with maybe some light restrictions, maybe on mm-hmm. capacity, but. Back to coughing in each other's mouths. The nine, <laughs> right now, 9 p.m. You can go to a restaurant, but clubs, bars, everything shuts down at nine. Okay. Which is just to, get past this Chinese New year, New year situation where typically it's everybody's family gathering and all the young people are out drinking and partying. So although there hasn't been much case, many cases for two weeks, probably after Chinese New Year, I think you'll see that it's, it's really, Holy shit. Like this is full freestyle. The clubs are open, everything. Anyways, that's, uh, I think that's good for, uh, for
0: one day. Anything else you want to, you want to add?
1: No, I look forward to, I don't know what a year, I think six months and maybe a year would be cool just to see what you're, how your ideas change and your perspective yeah. and stuff formulates and stuff over the time, how yeah. I'm managing, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you'd be fine. we didn't ask anything about teaching. What, what has it been like teaching?
3: Good. Kids are cute. Yeah. A little bit of a language barrier, but not too much,
1: yeah. but do you just play rocks or paper and UNO like we did?
3: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do, was this was Like 30 minutes of entertainment. My grandpa's take your thumb off trick.
3: No, it's been good. I'm enjoying it.
1: Take your thumb off
0: trick. Don't steal a kid's nose. <laughs> so... You know, you know that one. Like yeah, you, yeah, like yeah. I your nose. Don't
1: do that. Don't do that. That has a completely different meaning. <laughs> and oh, yeah. overall, an easy uh, adjustment or
3: yeah, easy adjustment. Training was good. Everybody at work you're is training. super. I mean, shit. Super training. <laughs> helpful. <I guess. laughs> Oh,
1: yeah. Proper, Yeah, should be a lot easier than what a lot of people get. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, I'll be looking forward to hear what you have to say in six months or, or a year and see where you've been and what you've done. Yeah, sure. All right, let's, uh, let's stop her there. Very nice to have you. Thanks for coming. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Bye-bye. Thank you once again to Dr. English for sponsoring our podcast. The all-in-one platform connects students to experienced teachers. Dr. English, the cure for the common language.